0: Do I have everybody's attention now? Ladies and gentlemen. I have something to say! my, mia! My hey yo! Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore! Tuck slam in the hell!
1: Tuck slam in the hell! You freak! You monster! Tuck the son of a bitch!
0: And King
1: Kong is climbing the Empire State Building, but here comes the Calvary.
0: Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark Johnny Smart. 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 Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object,
1: Dot. I can't help it that I'm custom made, I can't help it that I look good, smell good, Ooh, can't dance all night long.
0: And here is your host, the baby face of podcasting, J.C. Bowe. You know what? You just made the list. Elizabeth, go right now, going left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? questions, question. You're listening to the 4th Wall WrestleCast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. wall And what up fam, welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore We are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast If this is your first time tuning in, we can be found on the Wrestle Addict radio network every Saturday And on all major podcast platforms So be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode I am your host, the baby face of podcasting, J.C. C. Bones, and introducing the return of the Smart Slayer, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, introducing Doc
1: Haas. Ow, ow, you like a right. real American, That's doc. always the best. That's, that's the best comeback music ever. <laughs> like, you, you come, like, anytime with a comeback, there's nothing sounds better mm-hmm. than hearing the opening, the real American. Yep. It's just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. It just gets me excited. It releases the little kid in me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to, to have you back, good. Doc. I think you have a lot to talk about today, huh?
1: Yeah, it was the worst week ever to miss last week unfortunately i just stepped away for a week and tended to some issues but yeah i'm ready to get down to business tonight <laughs>
0: awesome and well listen we're glad to have you back uh third man smarky is out on assignment yet again this week but he will be bringing us episode three of smarky's singles run next week uh if you are enjoying the fourth wall experience there are a few ways you could show your support First, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fourth Wall Cast. That's the number for T H W A L L C A S T. And while you're on Twitter, please give Wrestle Addict Radio a follow at Addict Wrestle. Also, for those of you that don't know, now you know. February 1st, Fourth Wall launched our Patreon. So our Patreon is now live, patreon.com backslash fourth wall for as low as $1 a month. You can receive exclusive audio and video content, merchandise discount codes, annual rewards, and so much more. You will be able to receive audio content such as Smarky's Singles Run, Kayfabe Classics, Sunday Night Aftermath, Hashtag Be Involved, Adventures on the Indies, and so much more. So, on today's episode, Doc and I want to take a quick adventure on the indies and talk about some more all-elite wrestling news. There are some new signings that have been announced. So, Doc, let's take an adventure right after this. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you looking for something different in 2019? Are you tired of the norm? Well, head on over to Wrestle Addict Radio on iTunes and catch me, J-Bone, from Smash This Podcast, bringing you weekly impact wrestling reviews. And be sure to check out the rest of the RantWithAnt.com family there as well. Ladies and gentlemen, now presenting...
1: And French, French. All right, Bones. It's a big week for AEW, and they're already making uh, making some noise as Jimmy Havoc has signed a contract with AEW. Um, Jimmy Havoc is British. He's done a lot of work with Progress. Um, I believe he's held tag team titles over there. He's held some singles titles. What do you know about him, Bones?
0: I do know that he is the longest reigning champion in one of the promotions he was in. I believe it may have been Defiant Wrestling. I could be wrong. Hopefully members of the 4th Wolf fam are Jimmy Havoc fans and can correct me, Um but I do know he's a fantastic singles wrestler on the indie scene. A uh, very big name. I never saw him wrestle, but I've heard him a lot. I know he's had stints over in MLW and CZW and TNA. Uh, so, once again, another big name for AEW to bring on board.
1: Yeah, I think I read somewhere he's still going to be wrestling with MLW and making appearances with them, at least in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, what I have learned about him in the past you know, couple hours since I've heard about this, Um, is that he owns Twitter very much like Becky Lynch owns Twitter, (laughs) but not having the restrictions of WWE sort of like,
0: (laughs) yeah, pretty much he had no filter in, uh, the tweet that we're going to be talking about in a second.
1: Right. So after AEW made the announcement, um, a fan tweeted and I'm going to quote here. Yay. Another no name. Yay. What's next? Nick Aldis geez, it's a who's who of generic indie guys. When uh, Jimmy Havoc caught one of this, she retweeted, it's okay. Your mom thought I was generic too. That was why I was banging her though. <laughs> <laughs> Which maybe just lose my absolute shit when I write that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this guy's going to be entertaining in America. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's awesome. But uh So if we get some of that, I'm, I'm all about uh, getting to know Jimmy Havoc. So, really cool stuff. Um, I'm assuming he's going to be maybe at Double or Nothing rally tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, you've watched Being the Elite this week. Um, it definitely looked like that. Looks like Kenny Omega will be at the uh, in Las Vegas um, tomorrow. Apologies there. Uh, along with possibly Pentagon and Phoenix who were offered AEW contracts on being the Elite. It was a really off the awesome episode of being the Elite.
0: Right. Well, that was only a handshake agreement. So, I wouldn't surprise me if we do see them in AEW, but we don't see them until double or nothing because even the Bucks said on being the Elite there was no official contracts, no pens and paper. It was a handshake agreement. So, that could be Right. Almost a little secret they kind of hide from us until they boom they show up at double or nothing because right now young bucks don't have a match at double or nothing right right or not to my knowledge yeah oh. and and uh, I don't know if it was Nick or Matt that was talking on the mic at this Indie show when they saw Pentagon of Phoenix uh, when he was like, hey you know we want you guys to join all leagues you guys are the second best tag team in the world
1: so that right, right. there I would love to see that feud going on. That that's an offer and a challenge at the same at time. At the same you know? time, yep. <laughs> offer and a challenge mm-hmm. at the same time. And that, that, it, I mean, that, it looks like they're going to lead to that for a match, and that would be, you know, that's a great that's a great tag team match, ta- top tag team match for your second big event ever. Exactly. So, and that, look that match to right where there. that
0: goes. Yeah, and that match right there alone is uh, a big draw for, uh, for double or nothing,
1: and for the crowd that double or nothing and AEW are going for mm-hmm. uh, hopefully kenny omega will satisfy um that twitter user who uh thought AEW wasn't signing big enough guys and gen- too many generic indie guys i think kenny omega is about as big as it gets in terms of free agents right now so right there's a lot of crazy rumors going out AEW offers to big wwe names you know People back rumors backstage of wrestlers who were openly talking about at least listening to them. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's interesting to see where that goes, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching the rally tomorrow.
0: There's a couple other names that would be interested to see if they did sign on being the Elite 137 this week. They did show the likes of Flip Gordon, who, as we all know, was already a staple on being the Elite, and also Darby Allen. Uh, showed up on Being the Elite this week and it looked like as a little joke scene, Cody went to go offer Darby Allen a $1 million contract but then Hangman Page stopped him and Darby Allen w- w- went off the screen but it'd be interesting to see now uh, if guys like Darby Allen, Flip Gordon do end up sighing. Uh, I do know Flip has a, um, a contract right now with Ring of Honor, I don't know how long the contract is for but I think Flip would be another really big name that would be
1: awesome for AEW um, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where he ends up. I think anybody pretty much that was at all in is going to end up in AEW at some point. If you really look at the – outside of Rey Mysterio, of course. Right. Um, if you look at who was actually on the bill, any of the, the big indie names that were on the bill, the major names like Flip Gordon, you know, they're going to end up there at some point when their contracts – and maybe they'll be there. Maybe they'll be there on um, tomorrow. Who knows? Maybe his contract's up already. I don't know what the contract status of it is, but he's going to end up in AEW eventually. You know, I think at this point, BTE is like kind of like the teaser of who's going to be in AEW. Right. You know, they started, they started appearing on BTE and that means, Oh, it's almost like their own NXT in a way, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? And speaking, speaking of BTE being the elite, I wonder now if what, with Tony Khan's backing uh, to help them build uh, all elite wrestling is being the elite going to uh be put onto a bigger platform than just YouTube. We're gonna be able to have more access to watch being the elite on a weekly basis.
1: Um, yeah, and maybe it ends up as a TV show or streaming show on whoever like gets the um, the AEW deal, whether it's WGN or Turner. You know, they could always stream it on their channel. Um, I don't, you know, AEW is not. I don't think they're gonna be able to produce an actual network yet solely because they don't have enough content for that. And like part of what makes WWE network great is you have all the content. Like you can do throwback whenever you want, you know, so until they get more like original programming and, and, you know, just more to actually talk about and more to actually showcase, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no sense them having their own network. It makes more sense for them to, look at streaming options with whatever TV network they do decide to talk with. And there's rumors at TBS and TNT, Turner Broadcasting, which of course was the home of WCW for years. Mm, right. <laughs> An interesting twist is now a fire here. So I, I think, I would think that whatever whoever is going to get that TV deal, it's going to be announced soon, sooner than later. Yeah. Because, you know, advertising has to start, promo has to start, and the first show is what, in September, Right.
0: Uh well the first televised show is supposed to be in September correct yeah right yeah
1: televised show yes. yeah, yeah yeah not,
0: not Tuesday night dynamite Tuesday yeah. night dynamite, um, dynamite. I, I don't I don't want to misquote the wrong uh the wrong dirt sheet but I did see this week that it looks like TBS and TNT are the two top uh top stations sorry I couldn't think of the word uh TV yeah. stations that are looking at all elite wrestling right now. Uh, and I think we talked about that when All Elite Wrestling first became, an actu- uh, first became a thing, and I think those two would be uh, two great stations for something like All Elite Wrestling to go to, because those two stations have not had wrestling on, their- on them for a while. Uh, d- didn't TNA, uh, wasn't TNA on TBS or TNT? I don't remember. I never really watched TNA. TNA or
1: was on uh, Spike. That was the Spike, biggest network, okay. I believe. TNA was there. And, and they were on TNN, I believe, in the beginning when that's TNN it was, was TNN. still a thing. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. So Which it was, was still on the under Turner uh,
1: Network. TNN yeah. will always, for me, remember, it'd be as that other station that you had to watch to watch Raw for a while. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. yep. That time when USA didn't want Raw for a bit. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And uh,
0: some also some other big news. Uh, well, again, it's just kind of uh, going through the dirt sheets and r- rumor and innuendo. But it looks like Chris Jericho really wants to face Brock Lesnar, but he wants to face Brock Lesnar on All Elite Wrestling, whether it be an, an AEW show or television or something. Uh, again, don't know the the extent of that and how true that really is, and if there actually are any talks with Brock Lesnar going to A.W., but that's been another rumor innuendo been going around the dirt sheets over the past week or so. Have you heard anything about that too, Doc?
1: No, I've heard about a Brock Lesnar rumor, you know, in the past, because Brock doesn't, you know, he kind of just kind of works year to year, event, event sort of for events, you know? Right. Or short, short amounts of events, short contracts at a time, you know, short Mm -hmm. appearance contracts. Um, Brock Lesnar is going to go for whoever pays him the most. Right. That's just what brock lesnar is going to do Mm -hmm. so if the cons come in and offer and say hey whatever wwe's offering you we're going to offer you more then brock's going to keep doing that until vince just until somebody until one of the billionaires gives up and just says "Fuck it you can have him." and then hopefully if brock went to aew eventually shinsuke nakamura would join him down there and we finally get brock shinsuke right
0: now, one thing I do know is that's a
1: long-standing. That that's a long, that's
0: a dude, long that yeah
1: resolution. Now, Ooh, there's Hal one thing WWE I WWE do- hasn't done that yet blows my mind.
0: Sorry, Doug, I kept talking over you. My bad. I'm sorry. I
1: I, I had a rant. <laughs> How WWE has never done Nakamura a yet yeah, blows my mind. It's just that's, it's there for the taking. Like,
0: well, that's a. why Nakamura has to go over to Raw. But that's another story for another day. But that's going to lead me into what I'm going to. My next thing I want. I was talking to Smarky about this last week. I did read that Brock Lesnar's contract with WWE isn't up until uh, May because he's contracted to wrestle at WrestleMania and wrestle at the Saudi Arabia. Uh, event that's they're going to be holding in May. So Brock is going okay. to be at that pay-per-view as well. So if his contract is up in May and WWE still gives him a 90-day no-compete clause, there's no way we're going to see Brock Lesnar at uh, Double or Nothing, which would be the first big show for All Elite Wrestling on May 25th. All right. All right. You know, now that's going to lead me into our next topic, and it's been a topic now for, little, for all going on two weeks, Uh, I'm going to call it the Dean Ambrose story. You know, I was talking to Smarky about this last week. Smarky brought it up. He's like, do you think it's a work? And I was like, hell no. No, there's no friggin' way this could be a work. Dino's leaving. Um, Even I can tell that he's not as happy uh, as he was prior to his injury with his spot right now on the roster. I don't really think he's a fan of his current character either. I feel like... WWE is putting the restraints on him. Again, I I don't know much about the John Moxley character, but I've heard a lot about him and I feel like when when the reigns when they 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 release the reins on John Moxley, he's like the Heath Ledger Joker from Batman. He's like that kind of lunatic, that crazy and on on WWE they, they kind of hold him back with that and I think that's where There might be some issues, but now let's, I want to hear what you think, Doc, because John and I spoke about it last week. Do you think this could be a work?
1: Could it be? Yes. Is it? No, (laughs) that's, that's my answer to that question. I mean, of course it could be a work. I just don't think it is. Um, I feel like WWE wouldn't make such an official announcement about it. I think part of it for me thinks it's like, they're like a publicly traded company. Mm-hmm. and he's been a big part of their programming for what since 2012 like right? at so least the
0: last six or seven
1: years yeah right yeah and the shield debuted in 2012 from if i'm not the state right yep or 2011 yeah 2011 it was 2011 I think okay. yeah so you know the shield debuted then and uh whatever mm-hmm. they did it's been a long time for and i'm rambling a bit here and i apologize I don't think you do that as a business, but you know, WWE's done stranger things. Right. I mean, he has, he did lose the EC3 this week, you know? <laughs> and, right. So yeah, the, the, the awkward, booking that
0: happened, yeah, the booking that went on this week with him and EC3 was interesting. Uh, I like it. I like the EC3 Dean Ambrose potential feud. That's a great way to get EC3 in there. Um, I don't know, man. I have a lot of thoughts on it. I will say though, I will put one one potential rumor to rest. I don't see Dean going to All Elite Wrestling. There's no way we're going to see John Moxley show up at Double or Nothing to face Kenny Omega for the All Elite Wrestling Championship because Dean's um, Dean's contract is up April 31st. So once again, going back to what I was saying about Brock, you have that 90-day no compete clause. You're not going to see him in any other promotion for a few months. I think, and also, if Dean leaves, you still have Renee who's working for WWE. I don't know what her contract situation is, but there's no way that she's going to stick around WWE if Dean's going to leave. It's almost like a CM Punk, AJ Lee situation. Now, AJ Lee did stick around for about a year, a little over a year, actually, because... Right. Yeah. Punk... Punk was out Rumble of, I may have my years wrong. Was it Rumble for, of 2014? Yeah, yeah. And then AJ Lee was around until Mania 31, which was in 2015. Yeah. So she stuck around for a while. So I don't know if that means that Renee will do something similar and just follow Dino wherever he goes. Um. But also R- Renee Young,
1: mm-hmm. if, if you, let me interject for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Renee Young seems like somebody who's very, like, concerned about her. Like, who's very into her career. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she's very career-driven. Like, she has, like... Like, I was reading some, like, art, like articles about her when she went, moved up to the Raw broadcast team. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like she, like, has a vision and a goal for her career. And I, I, I don't think WWE is the final destination for Renee Young. I think she has greater aspirations, like, you know... Them, other sports casting type jobs, you know, that aren't necessarily pro wrestling. So it wouldn't surprise me if she does stick around no matter what, because WWE has the biggest platform for her to expose herself right. as a you know as a professional, as a professional journalist, sports journalist. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but you so, know, I, I could see Renee having a home in WWE for a while because right now you have a three th- three man booth on Raw. You got Renee, you got Corey Graves, you got Michael Cole. Michael Cole has been around forever. I don't, uh, this is no rumor or innuendo. I don't read this anywhere. I don't think Michael Cole's going to be with WWE that much longer. I think once he retires, they're going to go back down to a two man booth and they're going to have Renee and Corey Graves be the voice of Monday Night Raw. And I can see that happening.
1: Right, but I think after, and when that's done, I think even if Renee Young gets to that point, which is very possible, she could still move on from WWE when she's done with that, you know, or she could do that for not as long as Michael Cole did it, you know, Michael right. Cole's been with the company since, what, 97? Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's been with WWE for a long time, yeah. you know, so that doesn't mean that every commentator is going to do that. I just got that vibe from a, a couple articles I read about her when she was really in the news after she got, right. you know, promoted to the Raw broadcasting. team. So I don't think... Their, I think they're usually I I find that people I've met that are like that they they keep their career, you know, on track no matter what. Right. If that means you got to work for your husband's ex employer, then you got to work for your husband's ex employer. And I think that's the wrestling industry in general.
0: Well, here's another thought that I had, and I wanna I wanna I wanna pose a question to you, Doc. Who would you say is the the most popular faction to come out of WWE over the past six or seven years.
1: Oh, it's, it's gotta be the shield, the shield. So yeah. what
0: happens now if Dean Ambrose leaves WWE goes back to his old gimmick, John Moxley, and he becomes a top name in AEW or ring of honor or impact wrestling. You can't talk about the shield unless you're talking about all three members.
1: Yes, you can. This is WWE we're talking about. They absolutely will talk about the shield, even if they just won't mention Dean Ambrose. It's just what they're going to do. This is is how Vince McMahon operates. You know full well that's how Vince McMahon operates. Right. Now, I
0: I could see that. They could write Dean Ambrose out of history, but they can't show any clips of the shield without Dean being in all the shots. Uh, Again, Dean is also a Grand Slam
1: champion. Don't forget. I mean, okay, so he's a Grand Slam champion. So it's Chris Jericho, right?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I know that. I mean, he's not the only yeah. one, but he when he he had the US title when he was in the Shield. I feel like there's too much revolving Dean in the Shield for them to even still have the Shield as a as a big talking point. They can mention
1: it still. They can still mention it. They don't have to erase it from existence. Yeah, they might not show as many video montages, and you know Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns have enough highlights where they can have their own video montages without the Shield. Mm -hmm. So it's not like that. But you could still, you don't erase it completely from existence. You know what I mean? Like the NWO and DX always existed in different membership. Right. You know, with different like members over the years, and it was a floating membership. You know, Bullet Club, to, and the Shield, and the Shield's a much smaller faction than all those than all those factions I just talked about. But it just proves like if you go by that example, you can still talk about it. You just you know you pick different videos. You just you keep Dean out of it. Right. Well, if yes. You keep, if, if WWE could keep Hulk Hogan out of its programming, they can keep Dean Ambrose out of its programming. <laughs> right,
0: they could. I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel pretty strong that if Dino's going to be gone, uh, the the Shield's going to be no more. They're not going to have Rollins and Reigns become the Shield again if Dean leaves the company. That that's just, that that's what I'm thinking. Uh, that's why I think this potentially could be a work. Uh, I feel like this could be leading to something. Uh, for him down the road. Uh, there has been some potential talks about uh, him and Triple H at WrestleMania. Um, I would have tend to, tended to have believed that <clears throat> if there was a follow-up to last week's Raw when Ambrose was in the ring with Rollins and Triple H and he and he was talking to Triple H in the ring. I felt like he was really shooting uh, on the mic. And I was all right, this, I could see this going somewhere. Cause don't forget, when they fought... What the hell was that network special a few years back? Like, R- Roadblock, I think it was called, or something. Um, <laughs> a- Ambrose and, and Triple H had a friggin' – they put on a great match. You know, right. and Triple H, mm-hmm. again, he's the guy to put someone like Dean over. Yeah, you know, I've could, seen that. That's a good could, match. Yeah, so could this become a storyline of, you know, Dean's not going to resign the contract – his, his new gimmick now is this disgruntled employee. He doesn't like his direction, doesn't like his character, and then he faces Triple H at Mania, and that turns into something big. Who knows? You know, I don't know if that's going to be the booking, but th- there's just too many variables that still make me now tend to think this could be a work. I just don't know what the end result is yet, or, and especially after the booking from this week, he lost to EC3. And Kenny right. he, he cut a promo to Nia Jax about how she's in love with him. So I have no fucking idea who books this shit. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. I don't know what the end result's going to be. But I still tend to think a part of me still says, all right, th- th- they're working us hard right now.
1: Yeah, and the other thing, like I know when you asked me in the beginning, could it be a work? I said it could. And part of what makes me uh, think that it's a, a could, you know, is that like, when, when they sent that, that official announcement out, they said how they ended it. Um, he wasn't
0: future-endeavored. You
1: know, yeah, he was, like, we hope to see him in WWE again. That this also could be WWE, you know, the whole shaking it up thing. They're, they're getting rid of the future-endeavored term. It's old and overused and corny at this point, which I'd be okay with. Because I think you need to move on from catchphrases after. You know, you have to refresh them. Mm-hmm. To keep them interesting. So there's that in my head, but you never know. And, you know, that that at least it triggered something for me. Right. So, but, but I just, I just feel like they wouldn't announce it officially. I don't know. It's different. So I guess that's what's catching me off guard. And they could be working us really hard. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to watch Raw over the next few weeks and see if it leads to something with Triple H or not. And mm-hmm. we'll get all our answers then.
0: Yeah. I mean, my, 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 my last point about the whole Dean Ambrose story being a work is over the past few weeks, we've heard a lot of rumor and innuendo about other superstars. The Revival, Mike and Maria Kanellis, uh, Goldust, Dolph Ziggler. Now potentially the Usos might not be re-signing their contract, but the only one that WWE issued a statement about was Dean Ambrose. So if WWE... um. I'm sorry, let, let, let me rephrase that. There hasn't been a statement about any of the other superstars except for Dean Ambrose. How come only he had an official statement from WWE office and no one else did? Yeah, when no, the, Revival, point. the Revival was the talk of the town and still is. I did see um, a post that the Revival did address the rumors about them and their contract in WWE, but I did not see the video yet to see what they said about it. Um, but again I don't know why the revival would want their release besides the fact that they haven't won the titles they're being misused blah 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 but you know what they're on fucking TV every week they're getting paid aren't they
1: yeah and you know it's a good you bring up a really good point there you know and well, I didn't doc, think about that way
0: Doc th- that's all I do is bring up good points oh
1: yeah right that's so. okay. a nice baby face move right there yeah. sound like broke ass Chris Jericho anyway
0: um, but anyway, uh, we're going to go on to the next topic. We could talk about the whole the, the whole Dean Ambrose story for a while. This has been a topic for a while, but we got more stuff to talk about. So we'll be back after these words.
1: Hey, it's me, Johnny Smarks, and you're listening to the Fourth Wall cast on Wrestle Attic Radio. So, that did you watch the Super Bowl on Sunday?
0: Yeah, that football game that happened, right? Yeah, I, I yeah. saw it. Um, it's pretty boring.
1: Yeah. And yeah, so for those those of you in the fam who don't know, I am a I'm also a, I'm a big football fan. I'm a big Giants fan. I love my Giants. Um, so I am I watch the Super Bowl every year. I think I've missed. So the first Super Bowl I remember was Super Bowl twenty five, which is when the Giants beat the Bills back in nineteen ninety one. That's the first Super Bowl I remember. And I think I've missed one Super Bowl. Since then, I, I watched a Super Bowl much like I watched WrestleMania. <laughs> so, but it was so I, when I tell you that it was the most boring Super Bowl in the history of Super Bowls that I've ever seen, I am not lying. That was a snooze fest, man. <laughs> um, great defensive game plans. Mad props to to Belichick and McVeigh. You know for for you know and their staffs for coming up with such masterful defensive game plans to stop those offenses, but. Man, it was a boring game the what happened when the 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 backfire of that is boring football but it's about winning and the Patriots have always have always uh, been good at that unless they're playing the Giants of course.
0: Right. <laughs> no, but this Super Bowl did make history. It was the lowest scoring Super Bowl ever.
1: Yeah, it I absolutely so, yeah. was. Yeah, 16 total points. Yeah. I think pretty far and away the lowest scoring Super Bowl ever. Um, the, half, the, the halftime show also got a lot of negative criticism for um, this Maroon 5 just kind of not putting on. It just wasn't anything special. Um, so I was only half paying attention to it as you also were, Bones, because we were watching Halftime Heat.
0: Yes, we uh, were. The first
1: Halftime Heat since 1999, I believe, was the inaugural one, yep. which was an epic Halftime Heat. Mick Foley pinning The Rock with the forklift. Never forget watching that yep. with, with my stepdad. You just we completely ignored whatever the Halftime show was that year. It was nowhere near as cool as watching freaking Mankind and The Rock go out, especially after that Royal Rumble match. Freaking one of the best matches ever. So, this wasn't as big as that. There were no world title changes. It was just kind of a... Uh, it, was, it was a spot fest, but it was fun. And I think it was only designed to be fun because it wasn't a part of an NXT television show. It wasn't a takeover. It was just something, an alternative to the Super Bowl that was a lot of fun.
0: Right. And I, I think, though, this match, whether it be a spot fest or whatever, a fun match, yes. This match solidifies who is NXT. Because you have six of your top stars. These guys are the <laughs> face of the brand. And I feel like NXT is... I'm not going to say finally coming into their own because they've been, they've been coming into their own for a while. But I feel like this is the longest we've gone without seeing any real big names called up to the main roster. These six mm-hmm. names have been the top names since some of them since 2017, all through 2018, and now we're mm-hmm. already go- starting off 2019 with these names. These are the guys that are making NXT a legit brand uh, that's going to give Raw and SmackDown a run for their money. You know, we're, we're talking about these potential shakeups and things might be changing. What happens if NXT is no longer just the developmental brand? And right. NXT becomes a legit contender as a third main roster brand. They right. already have the talent for it, they already have the names to carry this brand.
1: Right. So, a couple interesting things to talk about there. One, this does establish you the top six stars of NXT right now. It's interesting to see Alistair Black there because we all thought he was gonna be called up to the main roster to try and help Raw out of its rut. And obviously that's not the case, at least until WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And that's the other day, and brings other to my other point that this could also be the top six guys until WrestleMania. And then maybe, you know, Alistair Black does get called up. Right. You know, maybe Velveteen Dream does get called up after WrestleMania. You know, it's depending on how. How, you know, the build to WrestleMania goes and WrestleMania goes, I think, will determine a lot of that, you know. How interesting Rollins and Lesnar can make Raw with their title feud. Uh, How interesting the mid-card can make Raw. You know, how interesting Becky and Ronda can make Raw. Eventually, Becky's, you know, going to come back. Obviously, she was suspended uh, the other night, you know. And that seems to be a pathway to get Charlotte involved in the match, which leads me to believe they are going to the triple threat, but you know, depending on how that whole feud goes, like that'll that'll determine how long I think these six guys stay in NXT and how long all those feuds I talked about go go, especially on Raw. Um, if these are the six guys that are going to be leading the charge in 2019, then hold on, man. It's gonna be a fun year in NXT. I'll tell you yeah, it's what. It's
0: gonna be a real fun year. I just hope. I mean, and I'm sure they would. I don't think they would keep these six guys in the same storylines over and over. They would introduce new names with these with these six guys uh, to really build into some really awesome storylines. And real quick to touch on on your on your note about potentially Velveteen Dream being called up uh, for the fourth wall fan. We're recording this on Wednesday night. So you're going to be hearing this on Saturday. So tonight's NXT, uh, as we all know by now, Velveteen Dream did win the World's Collide Tournament, and now he has the opportunity to go for a title of his choice between NXT, NXT UK, or 205 Live. And tonight on NXT, he confronted Johnny Gargano for the North Uh, American uh, Championship. Right, right,
1: right, right. I do remember reading that.
0: Yeah, so we yes. don't know where this is going to go, How if he's going to win the title, how long he's going to hold the title. I do know there have been tapings. Uh, I may or may not have read the spoilers, but this <laughs> is a spoiler-free zone, so I'm going to keep you all sitting at the edge of your seats to sit back and watch NXT every week. But with that being said, I still tend to think that we're going to see these six for a while. I mean, maybe some of them get called up later in the year, like, maybe around maybe after SummerSlam, but we're gonna see these six guys really carry NXT and help to mold other guys like Keith Lee or Matt Riddle to start taking their place as the faces of NXT.
1: Right. And and if these guys are the faces of NXT and they're trying to solidify themselves as a major brand, that only leads me to believe that they're gonna move to regular tv whether that's fox or usa remains to be seen right but there's going to be a tv you have to you have to get live like if you want you have to get live there can't be spoilers because i there can't be spoilers i think i'm like you i think i read a spoiler but i'm not quite sure because i try not to read spoilers the element of surprise is part of what allures me to pro wrestling you know for the most part so i just try to avoid it plus i don't want to spoil anything for 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 the fam you know And, you know, it's not just for selfish reasons. So, Mm -hmm. but if they're going to solidify themselves as a major brand, they need to get on TV. And I can totally see like, a company like Fox being interested in NXT. I mean, shit, if they like all the UFC stuff they freaking broadcast and you're telling me that stuff is going to draw more ratings in NXT, I just don't Mm -hmm. believe it. Some of it. Some of it. Some of the UFC stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, back when all the talks about SmackDown going to Fox were, were coming around, there was also talks about Fox wanting NXT as well. Uh, there was no official statement about Fox getting NXT, but I do know that has been in the talks, and there's a very good chance uh, we would see it because you know Triple H would be stupid to not to not put NXT on a bigger platform right. like fucking Fox Television,
1: especially once uh, could you imagine. If they put NXT live on Tuesday nights, oh to on Fox head to Sports head with but,
0: Tuesday night dynamite. Oh, oh my god, you have the fucking Tuesday night
1: wars, man.
0: Oh my And actually god. speaking on that note, going back to we were talking about all the wrestling and tomorrow night being Thursday, so if you're listening to this Saturday it already happened, it's the double or nothing ticket party and they are gonna be announcing uh, some of their talks with TV stations and I think they're going to announce officially where they're going to be uh, what sh- station they'll be on tomorrow night at the ticket party Dude, just think Thursday th- night at just, the ticket just, party I want you to close your eyes
1: right now and think about it okay mm-hmm. it's Tuesday night you come home your DVR is filled with Tuesday night dynamite and NXT what are you watching first?
0: 205 Live.
1: Oh, fuck off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, see, that, that's, that's tough. Because let's look at all elite wrestling. As far as we know, Cody Rhodes, well, I'm going to say Kenny Omega, potentially Pentagon of Phoenix, the Young Bucks. We'll just go with those six for right now. All right. And then you have Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Velveteen Dream, Alistair Black, and Ricochet. He just it's like just holy imagine. shit! Yeah,
1: it's so much talent. Yes,
0: yeah. like listen to those names that we I just listed. That's like, fucking phenomenal. Right. This, and, is and that's the, shows. this is why it's the best time ever to be a wrestling fan.
1: And then that's two shows competing for the same part of the wrestling like fan base in our. Right. Whole universe, yep. Like they're competing for the same fans. Mm-hmm. Like that would be awesome, and I mean, just that would just get people interested in wrestling again with some competition. There you go, boom. And these guys can go live. Everybody on NXT can go live. Their pay per views kick so much ass. Yep. So you know they can go live.
0: Yeah. Well, when I was I was talking to Smarky about that, we did a quick rundown of Takeover Phoenix. Have. When was the last time we watched a takeover and we were disappointed?
1: I don't know if I've ever been disappointed at takeover,
0: man. Is that even a thing? Is that even possible? Yeah. No, takeover is yeah. fucking great, man. They know what they're doing when they put on a fucking wrestling show.
1: Yeah, they put on a wrestling show, and then said I love the, I love the the, the lower production, you know, just the, mm-hmm. the not as crazy lighted production. I love the the dark arena. It's just really the way NXT. He does things as great. And to have them on TV would be only beneficial, and it would only help in WWE's upcoming fight with AEW. That being said, it's also important that NXT becomes a major brand because at some point, usually these guys have to go to the main roster, and the main roster is already overcrowded.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's it's swimming with guys who the creative has no clue what to do with. Amongst them, Elias and Rusev. Who, after what I thought were promising runs as faces, are all of a sudden heels again, and they're heels in the, the most ridiculous way. Um, I'm gonna start with Elias and I want you to chime in, Bones, okay? Okay. Why is Elias turning heel? He was getting some of the best face reactions on Raw. It's like the thing it's like they the thing that works on Raw, they don't want it to work. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what? are they thinking here, man? There's no overfaces on Raw. and So you take the guy who's making it work and you fucking turn him heel because you bring Jeff Jarrett back and when the fuck did Jeff Jarrett become a face? Jeff Jarrett has never been a fucking face.
0: He became a what face when he got inducted into the Hall of Fame, that's all. Get
1: the fuck out of here. You will automatically become a face because you break kayfabe for a night. Fuck you. No way. Bullshit. Bullshit. Jeff Jarrett is a fucking heel. He's one of the best fucking heels ever. hes I don't want to see Elias turning heel on one of the greatest heels ever. It just doesn't make any sense, dude. Do you not agree with me? And it's also the up and down for Elias is bullshit. He's going to get frustrated, and he's going to look at AEW and be... Hmm, maybe they can get me straight. Maybe they understand what I'm going for. Maybe right. they see that I'm getting a huge pop and I should be pushed to the top of the fucking card, or at least to a fucking mid card title for fuck's sake.
0: well when he first came to the main roster, he would have been a great heel, but then the, the fans started to really take to him and when he started getting those pops, they really should have taken that and ran with it. Uh Elias is the guy all right, let me back up. Some superstars don't need a title someone like Elias right now, he needs something. And he, I think a title is what's going to help him. I think Elias is much better as a babyface, unless he is partnered up with a heel Kevin Owens because when they were together as heels, that was fucking awesome. It's unfortunate yeah, yeah, but it that was, that... But,
1: but people started laughing at it. People started enjoying it too much because that's the type of character Owen and Elias is. They just right. know how to entertain people. At the end of the day, we just... What do we want to be? We want to be entertained. Whether it's guys doing bad things or guys doing good things, guys talking shit or guys being peppy or girls or girls. We just want to be entertained. And Elias was entertaining. And you're right. They fucked it up. They really fucked it up. Why can't Elias maybe usher EC3 in, have a short feud at EC3, have them have a number one contenders match for the Intercontinental title, um, you know there's no problem with EC3 losing that match to Elias and then Elias goes and beats Lashley right
0: i just don't understand what the point of putting him in a, in a segment with Jeff Jarrett again is like i don't understand why this thing isn't just over you know right. i don't understand if jeff jarrett I, jeff jarrett's back because he's working backstage now he he's working in the office which is awesome that he's back with WWE but why have jeff jarrett on tv why have jeff jarrett wrestle after 20 years on Monday Night Raw, against a lot, it's a waste of talent. You know, someone else that's not being utilized could have taken that spot that Jeff Jarrett is using up right now.
1: Right, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, there,
0: I think that was valuable time. That was while it was fun, but when Road Dogg and Jeff Jarrett came out, that's valuable time that was wasted. That could have been used for some other younger talent that has not had enough uh, television time lately.
1: I would rather see EC3 get involved with Elias than Ambrose and then see Ambrose, like, if he really is leaving the company, have, like, put him in the title the title match at Mania against Rollins and Lesnar and have, like, Rollins write him off TV. Like, fucking right. do it proper. Mm-hmm. Do it fucking proper. And maybe they are going to get to that. WrestleMania is still, you know, three months away. Right. Two months away? Two months away. Two months away. Yeah. One two yeah two months away. We, we so still have two pay-per-views
0: to go through, so
1: right? Yeah, uh, a lot and again, absurd. a
0: lot could happen between now and then,
1: right? So, um, the other heel turn that came out of nowhere after what I thought was the start of a pretty successful face run was Versev. It was a little fresh take on his character. It was an evolution of his character. Um, he's funny. He's kind of got a little charm to him with his accent and his kind of jolliness and he's also you know really good wrestler like he doesn't have to be a badass because he's also a really good in-ring wrestler and then all of a sudden he's a heel turn and then all of a sudden he's friends with Nakamura and then all of a sudden they're a fucking tag team and all of a sudden the Good Brothers are on TV which is nice but they're not even facing another tag team they're facing Nakamura and Rusev who were just hating each other like what two weeks ago I don't understand this. I think this is another case where if you keep dipping his character, like face heel, face heel, you're not giving him any direction. When his contract's up, he's going to leave, and he's going to take some money in AEW. I think AEW would be crazy to not take Rusev in to their promotion if he became available.
0: Well, we're going to agree to disagree. While the whole Rusev day run uh, was fun, I think after him and Aiden English broke up, they should have went a different route with Rusev. Um, I like Rusev better as a heel. I think he's much more badass. I think he works better in the ring. He looks better in the ring when he has that that heel's heel characteristics. I don't like Rusev anymore as a babyface. I like him as a heel. And I'm a fan of having really cool team-ups. And I'm totally cool with Rusev and Nakamura teaming up. As long as they stay a team and they do something... To add more substance to the tag division.
1: Okay, but SmackDown doesn't need more teams. Raw needs more teams. True. Like, SmackDown doesn't need another fucking tag team. They can't even get all their tag teams on TV as it is. You know, we haven't seen sanity in months. We saw the Good Brothers for the first time in what? about three, four weeks on in the match. It's been yeah, right wrong. Yep. It's been a hot minute, right? Yeah. yeah. We saw him so before, again they, before Rumble. Right. So we don't need to see them. They don't need to be on, like, they don't need another tag team on SmackDown. doesn't make sense. I enjoyed Rusev as a face. I thought they really could have built him into a challenger for Daniel Bryan, um, you know, leading up to Maybe, like, that could have been a fast lane match.
0: So here we go. Here's some fantasy booking and this is actually awesome that this is happening right now because I fantasy booked this shit a long time ago. Um, <laughs> there are rumors. I didn't write this on our talking point, so here's a uh, uh, a, a new topic that an we're going to touch on. We call it an audible. An audible. An audible. Yes. In, in lieu of the Super Bowl, we're going to call an audible. <laughs> um, so, Paige. Paige was the GM for SmackDown. Uh, She's taking some time off right now to help promote her movie, Fighting With My Family, blah, blah, blah. We got to see her on TV this week. It was kind of a, again, pointless segments to have Paige come back on TV. I really wish we would have seen more of her, not just there to promote her movie, but I digress. There are rumors Uh, that she's going to be coming back. It's what she's doing right now. It's what she's doing right now. It's what she's doing now, right. Yeah. but when she comes back to television on a weekly basis, there are rumors that she's going to come back as a manager. I want Paige to, to, to go heel, and I want her to manage a heel stable. So here, Rusev and Nakamura is the start to my heel stable that is managed by Paige. You know who else is going to be included in this stable? Tell me. Randy Orton and Samoa of Joe.
1: And what are they gonna be called?
0: I don't know. I didn't think of a name. I think my working name for them was Page's Pack or something stupid like that. That's a terrible name. That was pretty terrible. I know. I, I wasn't I wasn't doing I wasn't good on creative on that one.
1: I mean, that's a cool I mean, part of what I was talking about with the whole Rusev Nakamura thing also, part of my thought was, what happened to the Orton Nakamura thing? I was Way more interested to see where that goes. That was that really
0: to... interesting. But then after yeah. Orton um, put uh, took out Jeff Hardy at, in the Hell in a Cell, the whole Nakamura thing and Orton ended, and now right. they're using really. Orton to fill a spot in the main event scene when they could have someone like Rusev in this Elimination Chamber match instead of Orton. I'm just saying. Right.
1: I'm not saying. No, that, I mean, I'm if, just saying. But if you know, but if Orton like takes a pin to Mustafa Ali in the chamber then that's a good thing to have him in there. You know right. what I mean? Oh, by even the way, did Simona you have a Joe. chance
0: to watch Orton and Ali fight on
1: SmackDown? I have not gotten a chance to watch oh, it. I, uh, did you I had see a, pictures I, I of got, that Shiner? I got a lot of extra responsibility at work this week.
0: I got you. Did you see that Shiner, though, that Ali got?
1: I did see the Shiner.
0: Ooh, that was rough, man. His freaking eyes swelled
1: shut disgusting. Yeah. I I oh, love what they're
0: doing with Mustafa Ali by the way. Again, going off topic here, but Ali is fucking killing it, man. Put him against guys like Samoa Joe, Randy Orton. That is awesome, and I hope this is just the start of what they're going to start doing to the Cruiserweights who are stuck on 205 live and who are not getting the airtime or the face time with the fans as much as they should be.
1: Right, just saying. Right. Absolutely, just yeah. Bump every now and again, just pick one out and bump them up to the main roster. You know, maybe Buddy Murphy next.
0: But you know what? I'm I'm gonna give our, our third man Johnny Smarks a quick shout out. Smarky said this to us a couple months ago, uh, when, right when the shakeup was happening. What needs to be shaken up? The mid card. We just listed a lot of names in the mid card. That while we may not agree with the creative direction that they're going right now, they are building the mid card. Now, this is unfortunately only happening on one brand on SmackDown because Raw right. is is lost. But there are so many big names right now in the mid card on SmackDown, which is why we have a fucking awesome Elimination Chamber main event coming up in a couple weeks. Because of the mid card that they're building already, but now again right. you have guys on Raw like EC3, Dean Ambrose, Elias, Bobby Lashley, IC champion who could be doing so much more, and they just have I right. don't know what to do with their mid card on Raw right now.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm just. this part of your problem in the Raw mid card is Elias is feuding with fucking face Jeff with Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett,
0: yeah. That 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 you know what that's going to lead into into something else now. Again, we're going off topic, but you know what. Fucking Kurt Angle. I love Kurt Angle. Huge Kurt Angle fan. Why the hell was Angle and Braun versus McIntyre and Corbin the fucking main event on Raw this week? Yeah. And why not
1: Finn, who is, like, getting some nice reaction right now. Yeah. And this little push he's been getting. Like, put him in the fucking main event where he belongs. He's going to be at the top of the card. Right. Put him at the top of the fucking
0: card. I I feel like Raw has has been more of a nostalgia act over the past couple weeks than anything else. Like, we don't need to see Angle, Road Dogg, Jeff Jarrett. Get them the fuck off TV, put them backstage, put a headset on them, and let other superstars in the mid-card on Raw shine and give them some fucking TV time already.
1: Right. Absolutely. Like,
0: enough is enough. God damn it, Vince. Listen to our show and fucking hire us.
1: Um, So one thing Raw you know, got right was having Becky Lynch appear. <laughs> the only
0: thing right in WWE right now is Becky Lynch.
1: <laughs> She's, she is I mean, how stone cold was Becky this week? Dude, right? That's all
0: I kept thinking about, man. It was like the stone cold McMahon segments back from the attitude era. I love it. I fucking love it. And the fact that she opened up both shows this week, that means they have a lot of trust in Becky Lynch.
1: It was she came in from the crowd, walked into the ring, fucking bitched out Charlotte, mm-hmm. and then slapped Triple H in the fucking face, stared at him for fifteen seconds and smiled at him. I it, That
0: that like, that stare down was, gave me goosebumps. Stare down
1: was epic and like I actually sat there, I'm like, yo, is Triple H gonna like pedigree her right
0: now? Yo, and now, how, <laughs> how badass was that went when he asked Triple H how Steph was and if Steph was medically cleared? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking priceless, dude. She is the uh, one of the best things happening right now on WWE television because all in all, the best thing happening on WWE television right now is women's wrestling.
1: Right. Why why does Becky get to not have a leash and like you know Ambrose does have to have a leash? Why does Lam- Ambrose have to beat a lunatic fringe? Why can't he just beat a lunatic? Yeah. You know, Becky gets to be the man. Like I don't. It's just very inconsistent. WWE. Would you? It's just very. Inc- it's inconsistent. It's very inconsistent. You don't know what kind of show you're getting. You don't right. know what to tune in for.
0: But that's why we tune in each and every week to watch it.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's not must see TV. Like, WWE's just lucky I'm not into other TV shows. Like, I don't watch TV unless it's sports. I watch sports, WWE, and music videos. And at night, at night, I fall asleep to Bob Ross because Bob Ross is a a G.
0: <laughs> uh, but, you know, speaking of the women's wrestling, I, I do want to touch on Asuka real quick. So Asuka had a great win against Becky Lynch at Royal Rumble. But why haven't we seen her on television since the Royal Rumble? She's the SmackDown Women's Champion, uh, I don't know if she ha- she's going to have a match at Elimination Chamber. I feel like they're putting a lot of their time into the Ronda-Becky-Charlotte feud and the women's tag division. Which is, again, I want them to focus on the tag division because they're going to be um, introducing the titles in a few weeks. But what about Asuka? Asuka was on this uprise at TLC and then she defeated Becky... The fair and square, made Becky fucking tap out, and she's not on TV. They better not be dropping the ball on Asuka again.
1: The problem is, who is she? We talked about this, you know, after the Royal Rumble on Aftermath. Like, what does Asuka do next? Who does she face? Like, I can't think of a formidable like heel to challenge her right now. Right, On's and unfortunately,
0: oh. unfortunately, this is why SmackDown really needs a shake-up in the women's division because right now there's nobody left. Now let's talk about the women's tag division real quick. So on Raw, you have um, six, seven, eight. I want to say let's say around ten women superstars on Raw. You know, because don't forget you have Natty, you got Dana Brooke, Alicia Fox, Nikki Cross, mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey, blah blah blah. On SmackDown. The six women you have: you got Mandy and Sonia, you got Naomi and Carmella, now known as the Fabulous Glow. You have uh, the Iconics, Peyton and Billy Kay. You have Charlotte. You have Becky, who are already tied up in another feud, and then you have Oscar. That that's six women superstars. Um, you do have Lacey Evans, who isn't on a certain brand yet, but I really hope SmackDown's where she ends up. SmackDown right. needs more female wrestlers, more female superstars, because right now Asuka has nobody to fight because the other six women superstars are already going to be in the Elimination Chamber match for the women's tag titles.
1: And if you ask me, like Lacey Evans and Nikki Cross should have both come to SmackDown.
0: Yeah. I don't understand why. Well, I think right now they're still going back and forth between brands until it's solidified where these NXT call-ups are going to end up. And if that's Um, the case,
1: then, then why not get Nikki Cross involved in a feud with Asuka? Right. You know,
0: why not have a friendly feud between Naomi and Asuka for the title at Elimination Chamber just so... Uh just so Asuka has something and bring Nikki or Lacey over to SmackDown and put them in this in this tag team match. You know or I why don't you have go I mean, ahead. you could have
1: you could have Lacey Evans like have a uh, even if it's the pre show match in elimination chamber. Like have oh, her that, head no, match no, no, no,
0: no, no. no no no. You know how many people that would piss off if you had Asuka defend the women's fucking championship on the fucking kickoff show? No, no, no. No. That'd be a bad move right there. If you are on my creative staff, I'd fire you right now, Doc.
1: <laughs> then what do you do with there Because she doesn't – and you know why I said that? Because she doesn't have an option for a main event caliber feud right now. Yeah.
0: And that's unfortunate. You know, unless they really so, shook things up and took some superstars from Raw and put them over on SmackDown, you know, it's unfortunate that Ember Moon is now injured. She's going to be out for a little while. She has to go for surgery, dude. I believe it was her right. elbow she injured right. um, and that that sucks because she would have been the perfect person to show up you know that would have been great Asuka could have come out cut a promo in Japanese could she could have had a translator saying that nobody's ready for Asuka everyone wants to go for the tag titles no one wants to face her and then boom out comes Ember Moon the fucking pop Ember Moon would get would have been phenomenal dude that would have been right. perfect booking right there
1: All right Maybe that's what they were going to
0: do. <laughs> but yeah, who knows? But now we'll never know. Because now, you know, unfortunately, the locker room is plagued with injury. And it's always oh, oh. on the road to WrestleMania.
1: Right. So here's the thing. Either Asuka ends up on the pre-show in a title match. Or she just doesn't have any pay-per-view. She doesn't get on Elimination Chamber. <laughs> right. And, and, she she doesn't wrestles, and, she wrestles, and she wrestles non-title matches on SmackDown.
0: Right. And, and again, she doesn't have to be on Elimination Chamber. But she oh. has to be on TV. She is the leader of the SmackDown women's division. She holds the title. She needs to be on TV every week Or in some way. You have
1: to, or you have to do something like Ciampa did in NXT and hold the title hostage, you know, or become dude, a heel.
0: G- give heel her backstage turn. vignettes like they do with Ciampa. They always have Ciampa. Uh, they always keep him relevant. They make sure that you see him every week. Give her a fucking video vignette. Give her something. She doesn't have to be right. in the ring in front of the audience. She could be backstage. An interview. Yeah,
1: something. something, but make, on, like, they have to keep Miss her TV front of mind. Something. Yeah, oh, that's right. uh, just there's there's plenty you could do, and you're right, and they're just not doing it. You're right, the pre-show right. not the answer. That's the, you can't put a world title match in a pre-show. I understand what you're saying, but it, that's just kind of how it feels right now, and I don't know what else to do with it. Yeah.
0: But now let's talk about the the women's tag match. And now we have all six teams have been announced for the Elimination Chamber Women's Tag Team Championship match. And I'm going to use their tag team names because that way it'll feel more like an actual tag team match. So we have the Boston Hug Connection, which is Sasha Banks and Bailey, taking on the Iconics. And the worst name ever. The worst fucking tag name uh, versus the Iconics, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay versus the Riot Squad. Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan versus what I think should be called the wild Samoans, Nia Jax and Tamina. Hey,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. Don't you dare disrespect the, the, the actual wild Samoans like that, my man. Uh, f- hey, man, they they, the- they're all related. Hey. They're all family. Nah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's fucking one. You fucking give me shit about wanting to put a goddamn women's title match on the pre-show and you have the gall to mention Nia Jax's name with the Wild Samoans. How dare you?
0: Well, then call them the Samoans. They need they need some kind of name. They need to be solidified as a team because I fucking hate Nia Jax and, <laughs> and I hate Tamina. But anyway.
1: That could be I, the fucking team name. I
0: fucking hate I fucking Nia hate Jax. Nia Jax. Uh, uh, anyway, so then we have the Fabulous Glow, which is Carmella and Naomi, which, yeah, that that's a cute name.
1: I, don't know yeah, when all that. of a
0: sudden the two of them became friends, but okay. I can, uh, say, and,
1: I, I, I can buy that friendship. I'll buy that yeah. friendship.
0: And you know what? They looked good, too, on SmackDown this week. So yeah. they, they looked good I'll as a that. team. Uh, and then we have Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, who don't have a name, and I can't think of a name to give them at this point. Um... But listen, let's fantasy book this, and I want to start first. Uh, I think everyone uh, has already seen the picture floating around social media of Becky Lynch with the Raw Women's Championship, Charlotte with the SmackDown Women's Championship, and Sasha Banks and Bailey holding the Women's Tag Team Championships in the middle of the ring at WrestleMania. That right there is a WrestleMania moment. And you know what? I would be very happy to see that. Now, with that picture in mind, I don't think we're going to see Boston Hug Connection win at Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I could see potentially, in this situation with the six teams we have, I could see Naya and Tamina being mm-hmm. the ones to win it. Uh, I just feel like that's where they're going with the two of them. They're really pushing the two of them as this monster team. Uh, even though Tamina still sucks. Don't know how someone could wrestle for so long and not get better. Um, <laughs> but then I could see uh, the Boston Huck connection being victorious and having a really big victory at WrestleMania to end off Mania with the four the four horsewomen in the ring holding their titles. Because that's a fucking WrestleMania moment if I ever heard of one.
1: Yeah, it is. And you pretty much booked it the exact same way. Like, we're 100% in agreement. Agree okay. on how this is going to be booked. Like I do think that Naya and Tamina are going to win this match. I wish the Riot Squad was going to win this match or either of the other two heel teams, mm-hmm. but I I can see the writing on the wall and I know that Naya and Tamina are gonna win this. I would rather see the Riot Squad get into some sort of feud, but that's just yeah. me. Um and then yeah, I feel like WrestleMania. There's a good chance you're gonna have that WrestleMania moment with all the talk about the women's main event, the women's this, women's revolution, women's that to have the top spot of the top card. You know, the legit top of the mountain. And before you were there to have your Daniel Bryan moment, your Bret Hart moment, your Shawn Michaels moment. We'll talk about that for years. WWE. They're just it's being handed to them on a golden platter.
0: Hey, Doc. Is that your alarm going off? Is it time I can't for your medication? Hear what is what, 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 it? Was minutes. Was it noise? We got three minutes and we're out of here. The clock is ticking and we're in the clear. We got three minutes and we're out of here. We got three minutes and we're out of here. We got three
1: minutes and we're out, we're out. We and we're out of here. The clock is ticking and we're in the clear. So my final thought this week, I have to give a shout out to uh to the New York Post. New York Post reporter. And, man, if I pronounce your name wrong, I am so sorry. Uh, Joseph Staszewski, uh, that's spelled S-T-A-S-Z-E-W-S-K-I. That way you can look it up and read the article if you want. He wrote a really good article about WWE. He headlined that WWE needs to unleash other Ronda Rousey to save Becky Lynch feud. I'm going to slightly debate one thing. I don't think the, the feud needs really saving yet, but the points he makes about Ronda Rousey, we're really good at Munstead. Ronda needs to decide what character Ronda Rousey is. You can't be the smiling, happy, chirpy uh, fangirl Ronda and then all of a sudden be the baddest motherfucker on the planet that you can kill anybody in that locker room. Like, like you can't turn, like, on and off from, like, that extreme character. Like, I know full well people who are extreme like that. Like, it doesn't work that way against your competitors, like Ronda Rousey, the way she wrestles, she shouldn't like any competitor that gets in her way at all. There's, It's not that type of character. It's it should be closer to a Brock Lesnar character. We need to see the baddest Ronda Rousey possible for the Becky Lynch feud to work. That's where I do agree with him. I don't think the feud is like in dire straits yet, and I think we will get to that eventually. But I don't want to see chirpy Ronda anymore. I don't want to see Happy Herpy Derpy Rhonda anymore? I just want to say nothing. but am a bad angry. I'm the baddest woman champion ever, women's champion ever, Rhonda. That's all.
0: Let me pose this question to you: Do you think Rhonda needs a mouthpiece?
1: I mean, it's been a little awkward at times. The uh, the promos have been a little awkward at times. I I don't. But I don't think she needs a mouthpiece. I think she needs to work through it. So I think she can work through it because there's also times where she's just spot on. So it's just inconsistencies. And I think getting a mouthpiece won't help her fix her inconsistencies. I think she just needs to do it. Right. You know, here's a woman. She hasn't been a professional wrestler before. This is the new part. The fighting's not new. You know, the, 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 the physical interaction in the ring isn't new. The cutting promos is new. You know, that's, yeah. she doesn't she didn't have to do that shit in UFC. Not like she does in WWE. So I think having a mouthpiece might just hinder her progress. I think she needs a coach. And from the rumors I've read, Paul Heyman does work with her, you know, on her promos and and like helping her get over. It. And she has gotten better since the beginning. But you can still see the awkwardness at times. Like she's not really sure how to react to the Becky chance. Like you could tell, like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, why am I'm, why am I not the most over? You can tell it's kind of confusing to her. So she, she needs to go out there and just kind of be badass and, and not let that get to her. Just be the baddest fighter in this company. You know, right. Shayna does it really well. I think Ronda needs to borrow a little bit from Shayna there.
0: I, I agree. I think Shayna's gotten very good on the mic. Ronda's still very iffy, though, when she needs to know that she's not always going to be cheered because I feel like she couldn't take it when she was the one being booed.
1: Right, I don't think she expected it, so she didn't know what to do. That's the rookie in her, you know, straight up. She hasn't even been in the promotion for a year yet. That's the rookie in her. Yeah.
0: Well, Doc, can you give our fourth wall fam uh, that uh, the author's name again of this article and where they could find it?
1: Yeah, the author's name is Joseph once again Staszewski. S T A S Z E W S K I. Um, he's in New York. He works for the New York Post. Uh, I I'm a big fan of the New York Post sports section. So every now and again they you get a good wrestling I, I found a couple of good wrestling articles, you know, I've come across my newsfeed, and this was this was a good one. So definitely inspired me for my final thought today. So thanks a lot, Joseph. Right
0: on. Well, you know who I'm a real big fan of? Who's that, Rey Mysterio and Andrade. I almost said cN Amos, but The Rey Mysterio and Andrade feud. Um, You're more of a historian than I am. When was the last time we saw a feud that went on for months and that we never got tired of it and we just enjoyed watching the entire progression of this feud? Uh,
1: Does Becky and Charlotte count? Uh,
0: No, I would say before this era. Like a let's feud think. Attitude
1: era went on for months in the attitude era. Jericho Benoit went on for a while, didn't it?
0: That's actually what I was thinking of too. Yes, yeah, did go on for a while.
1: I think it at because I just watched the latter match from the Royal Rumble, and was it 2002 or no 2001? It was 2001. The 2001 Rumble, which is probably the best Rumble ever, by the way. And uh, <laughs> that ladder match was just killer. But I think that feud went on for a while. Um, right. a- AJ Styles and Chris Jericho, when, Jer- when Styles first came to WWE, that kind of went on for about a half a year.
0: Yeah, uh, that one did too. Yes, I didn't think about that one. But w- what I'm getting at here is like I just love the whole Rey Mysterio-Andrade feud. Uh, th- that-, that chant, fight forever really much a lot when it comes to these two uh i think this is all going to blow up into something really big at wrestlemania between these two these two don't have to have a title involved for these two to put on a fucking clinic in the ring and it's going to be an entertaining match from start to finish again i've said it before when they when they have their spots um Th- their spots don't take over the storytelling in the match uh, it's done very tastefully and they're yeah, both I- fucking phenomenal uh, athletes, Mysterio he's still got it, and this is a way for to really help put Andrade over and, which we'll see Andrade in the title picture I think soon after Wrestlemania so I love what they're doing with Ray and Andrade, and I wish they would do things like this with other superstars in the mid-card, like we talked about earlier on Raw, between guys like Elias and Ambrose. But we can go back and talk about this all night, Doc.
1: I can slightly disagree with you. I Ooh. think this is a perfect chance. I think slightly, because I agree with all your end game and everything and how we get there to a WrestleMania match. But I think you do put the United States title on Andrade and have Ray challenge him for the title at WrestleMania or the other way you could put it on Ray too. Well, I say Andrade just because R-Truth's champion it makes more sense for Andrade to beat R-Truth.
0: You, you know? know what's bad when I, when this whole time we're talking about the midcard, I totally forgot that R-Truth was the U.S. Champ. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about the U.S. title because none of the guys we talked about have it.
1: Well, it's going to be, Easy to get that title off of R Truth. You know, I mean, yeah. I love R Truth, but obviously, I, I, I he's, in my opinion, he's definitely a transitional champion. And I feel like he could be a transition to Andrade. Andrade deserves it. I mean, he's been outstanding. I'd rather see him bef- like, than Mustafa Ali become United States champion. Right. Yeah. No offense to that. Mustafa. it has been great. You know, and then you can have Ray and Andrade feud over, you know, the United States title, you could have Andrade call out Ray for not really being from Mexico. You know, you're actually from America, you're from San Diego, you're not real. There's a whole many different ways you can write this and have the United States title as like a side piece and, you know, make it kind of like a U.S. versus Mexico type of feud, which kind of ties into, to, you know, it's, it's it's something WWE's done with Canada before, so why not with Mexico?
0: Right, but also, don't forget, Rey Mysterio is not a Grand Slam champion. The only title he has not held is the U.S. title. So there's that other right. story you have going to, to go along with that as well.
1: Right, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. All right, well, Doc, we had a great night tonight. Wow. So good to have you back, my brother.
1: Yeah, man. It was a freaking... If I needed to talk some wrestling, man. It's, it's, believe you, me. Yeah. I needed to talk wrestling <laughs> I yeah, needed me to favor. get back with the fam And all that good stuff
0: Yeah do me a favor Don't ever leave me alone with, with Smarky anymore please. I
1: know uh, you, need, you need to know how to properly slay the Smark yeah. And uh, you'll learn one day You'll be able to, to shut his uh, Smarky ass up You know, I've also I've also been slaying the smart for about twenty years, so
0: (laughs) (laughs) I got to take some pointers from you for next time. All right, fam. Well, that's all the time we have for today. So, if this is your first time tuning in, I am your host, JC Bones, and you can find me on Twitter at jc bones. That is J C B O
1: N E Z. And I am Doc Haas, and you can find me on Twitter at. D R H A A S E, the number four W C. And be sure to
0: check out our third man, Johnny Smarks, on Twitter at Johnny Smarksalot. And that makes us the Fourth Wall Wrestle Cast. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fourth Wall Cast. Please be sure to give Wrestle Addict Radio a follow on Twitter as well at Addict Wrestle. And as I mentioned earlier, our Patreon is now live. So please go to patreon.com backslash fourthwallwrestlecast. And for as low as $1 a month, you will receive early access to our weekly shows. You will get merchandise discounts, annual rewards, and so much more. And for as low as $3 a month, you'll be able to get exclusive shows such as Sunday Night Aftermath Hashtag Be Involved Adventures on the Indies and Doc's new show K-Fabe Classics Doc tell them all about it
1: Hey, hey fam I got the show it's called K-Fabe Classics you're gonna get it once a month it's gonna coincide with whatever pay-per-view is coming up this month coming up is the Elimination Chamber so make sure you're listening to the Fourth Wall OG Podcast next week where I tell you which Elimination Chamber I'll be reviewing on this month's k Classics. K-Fabe Classics, of course, is available for $3 a month when you donate to our Patreon page.
0: So if you guys have enjoyed the 4th Wall experience, please tell all your friends to like, share, and subscribe and join our Patreon and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the 4th Wall WrestleCast. Goodbye! And good night.
1: If you smell what the house is, The DJ, Penero, Give me one more
0: time 619 that's my photo 619 i miss in the studio
1: 619 that's my photo 619 for you Gabby yeah, you 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 go on that side of the porch. I'm
0: getting
1: yelled at. You're bleeding.
0: (laughs) I'm getting yelled at.
1: (laughs) Did you get all that? (laughs) Yep, I did. Behind the scenes with Doc. Listen, you don't get very many looks into my home life, so there you go. Enjoy that, fam, because I don't. (laughs) Awesome.